Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. So I had to collect my thoughts on this loss to Bryant. I had a long drive back from Thanksgiving break. I thought about it. I talked it out. And it's not too surprising Syracuse lost to Bryant. If you're not a person that watches the program that much, and you see that score, like, what is going on with Syracuse? And really, Syracuse and Bryant played a couple years ago, and Syracuse only won by one. They could have won this game the other night. They had some things stacked against them. Number one, Benny Williams had the flu. He tried to play. He really couldn't. Hema had a lower body injury, so he wasn't going to play. And then Judah Mintz gets kicked out of the game for a slap. Doug Eater, guy from St. Peter's last year, is on Bryant now. Remember him, the guy with the mustache who had that Cinderella run with St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament. Now people talked about him, this and that. Well, apparently he's an instigator. He got Judah Mintz out of the game. So now Syracuse down two starters and a guy who plays all the time. So who would step up? Justin Taylor. Played pretty well. He made one big mistake, though. Towards the end of the game, he and Joe Girard trying to get the ball up. They're up by one. Taylor brings his man all the way to Girard. Bryant double teams. Then Girard throws a bad pass. Bryant steals it, scores, goes up by one. Went back and forth a few times that way. Uh, Joe Girard, I said before the season, going to have his best season under Syracuse in his four years because he's playing off the ball. Well, I mean, he's making me eat my words. I know it's early, but in three losses, six of 37 shooting. Six of 37 shooting. You can't be a four-year starter and do that. And I don't know what the solution is. Beheim pretty much says he's not really sure what the solution is. My solution is if you can't shoot, you can't score, he has to sit down. He can't really play point guard against pressure. The teams know the book on him, right? All the teams last year, last two years, pressure Gerard, and it makes the offense very tough on Syracuse. That's what Brian did most of the night. So why didn't we see Samir Torrance more in that game? Baffled me. Why not? Why wasn't he in there? In the last few minutes of the game, it should have been Torrance in because Gerard wasn't giving you anything in offense, and he was slow, and he was getting beat. And he just wasn't playing well. So take him out. You have to take him out. The other thing that happened that drove me nuts is Jesse Edwards falls out. Dude can't fall out. He falls out. It's curtains for Syracuse. And I don't know what to say anymore, except that either the coaches need to protect him more. They need to make him understand more not to go for stupid things in the first half. So he gets in foul trouble in the first half. Then he accumulates more in the second half and he falls out of the game. Can't have it. Chris Bell, I thought, played pretty well. And Bayham killed him in the press conference afterwards, saying he can't get a rebound. And while that may be true, maybe Chris Bell is not a forward. Maybe he is a shooting guard. I know everyone needs to get rebounds and make plays, but what is the team doing to help this kid become a rebounder? Because rebounding is not just something that you pick up. It takes skill. It takes art. It really does. Same reason why Charles Barkley is the best rebounders of all time. He's six foot four. Why is he better than all these other bigger guys? Because he had instinct, because he could move. Chris Bell is not there at this point. So instead of killing him every time, why don't you say, maybe I should play him at the two guard and move somebody else down there. And I was so shocked that I didn't see Copeland or Brown in the game at all. Why are they not playing? I don't understand. When they come in the game, they bring energy. 
Copeland is an energy guy. He's giving out Gatorade bottles to play teammates. He's jumping up and down. The guys are making basketball. I know there's always trends right on the floor, but I've seen the guy playing the games. He absolutely can play, and he could play point guard if they need him to, and that would have been a perfect opportunity to check that out a Saturday night. With Gerard struggling and Mintz out, and he, for some reason not playing Torrance, play Copeland at the one. See what he could do. Because you let Justin Taylor play for most of the game, and you saw what he could do. And Brown, too. Let him play center. Let him play a different role. I mean, he had Peter Carey in there. And I'm sorry, Peter Carey's just not ready for that moment. And and John Bullajock, if he was ever ready in the last few years, he would have played. So what was he doing in that game? And it just baffled me that those are the substitutions and the teams that are out there. And all that being said, they still had a chance to win. They couldn't stop Bryant in the last play because Peter Carey is not Jesse Edwards. Edwards out of the game. Carey can't block a shot. But why was it was why was the Bryant guy allowed to dribble that far? How come they didn't double team him? How come they Syracuse didn't put a someone on the ball to bring that up? Just baffling. And Last year when Syracuse played Duke in the ACC tournament and Bayham came out with like a triangle and two and these guys played out of their mind, yes, a lot of it was emotion, but still, there were so many adjustments made in that game. Why are those adjustments not being made now? Different personnel, I get it, but play a triangle and two. Press. Rotate guys in. I don't care. I don't understand some of the decisions that are being made, and people are killing Syracuse on social media and, and Bayham all over the place. You know what they're saying. And it, it is disappointing as a Syracuse fantasy, Colgate coming to the Dome, Bryant coming to the Dome and no win. And now Syracuse has to face Illinois, which is a Big Ten team. And right in the top 25. They're the hardest opponent Syracuse going to face. I'm not going to go into the detail with that game. I wanted to get my thoughts out there on the Bryant game just because it was so frustrating and I had to think about what I was going to say. But really, uh, yes, the chips were stacked against Syracuse in that game because the guy's out, but I don't understand the substitutions. I don't understand why Torrance isn't playing. I don't understand why Copeland and Brown are not playing. And from now on, if, if Gerard can't shoot, he shouldn't play. And that's just harsh reality at this moment. Uh, if Peter Carey is going to play with Hema being out, then he has to get more aggressive. I know that was more of a rant than an informative podcast, but it just... I don't know. Watching that game the other night with my family, a lot of my family, extended family, all of us were on the edge of our seat for a Bryant game, and we were just bummed that Syracuse lost. And we'll see what happens Tuesday night against Illinois. I have a reaction right after the game, but I want to get my thoughts out there on the Bryant game. All right. Hit me up on social media. You know, the, the usual characters, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, I got a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash dome.pod. Go to dome.podcast to find all the podcasts, audio podcasts, go to other podcast services, but that's Spotify, Audible, Apple, you name it. Dome Dog's there. Hopefully better times ahead, and we'll see what happens in the Illinois game.